Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Over Easy. My name is Manny. In case you're new here, or welcome back. Hope you're doing amazing on the day that you're listening to this, and I uh, hope you're having a good start to the week. I am doing pretty good. I'm going to do my check-in real quick just so I can talk about what's been going on for me this week. Honestly, again, it feels like this week has been a month long and I've been been through the ringer this week. So let us start with a little rosebud and thorn as we usually do. Rose is a good thing, but it's something I'm looking forward to. And thorn is something that's not so good that has happened to me this week. Okay, my thorn, I'm going to start with that first because it's quite obvious for me. My thorn this week is I had a bit of a family medical emergency this week, which was honestly quite scary. It was probably the most serious family medical emergency, I can't talk, that um, has ever happened in my entire life pretty much. Um, I won't get into the details because obviously that's not really something I can share, but just, it was quite stressful. I had to take off a day of work just to go to the hospital and figure things out, but I'm very, 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 very thankful that everything seems to be okay now. There's like, there was surgery and recovery is going well, so it's good. It's, it's really good. And the whole situation itself was just very, 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 very lucky. Um, probably like honestly a miracle. So I'm very happy about that. It was obviously very stressful the day of the night of the day of the morning after, but after a couple of days, it's been turning out to be pretty good. So it's been okay. It's been okay. But that was my thorn of the week. It was very stressful earlier. Um, my rose. Okay. So kind of weird thing happened to me. I have been, I actually haven't been watching TikTok as much recently, but obviously I know one thing that's very popular on TikTok is talking about money and financials because I feel like, first of all, everyone's a lot more open about their salary and stuff on TikTok, but also there is like kind of like a, an archetype of salary. I don't know if that makes sense, but basically what I'm trying to say is I feel like the only thing you see about salaries on TikTok is like those tech girlies who are making an exorbitant amount of money talking about their salaries when obviously those people are not the norm are not the regular people. So I kind of got inspired by that this weekend when I was grocery shopping and I filmed a little grocery haul um, after I went grocery shopping, just kind of show like how much I spent and what I got. And that kind of did well, considering the fact that I haven't posted a TikTok in a month, it actually did blow up quite a bit for me. And then the day after I got inspired by other people's TikToks about what they spent in a month. And so I totaled up all my spendings and stuff, categorized them and all that, made a video and posted it on TikTok yesterday morning, pretty much 24 hours ago. As of right now, it is at almost 40,000 views. And that is like my biggest TikTok to date, which is kind of crazy. But obviously that's like a cool thing because I've never had this kind of TikTok blowing upness. But it actually also has been kind of like, a little bit weird to deal with because there's a lot of people who are asking questions and commenting which is totally like in their right because obviously they're just curious but 
I don't know. I feel like I'm like, do I need to answer? What should I do? Blah, blah, blah. Like I've never had this happen before, so I don't know what to do. So yeah, it's been a little bit odd, but it was really cool to see that happen. And my main goal is really just to like be more transparent about what people are able to earn and what people are able to spend and stuff. So that's kind of what my goal was when I was posting that video. And it definitely did that. Let's just say that. <laughs> Anyways, that's my rose of the week. Let me think of if there's anything else. Um, Another rose of the week work-wise was just that like, I feel so capable. I feel so good at my job and it's been really nice. So I've been interacting with clients a little bit more this week and I don't know it like the clients were saying that I was doing a really good job and stuff so it felt really nice to hear that because obviously I'm a words of affirmation girly and so it was really nice to hear that and um yeah uh for bud let me think oh my god I know my bud has been the same for the last two episodes and it's gonna be the same today but honestly I am looking so forward I am looking what is the word I am so looking forward to going to New York in 10 days as of today. And I am just so excited. It'll be so much fun. I feel like it'll, oh, I'm so excited. I just, I love traveling. I'm so excited to get back on a plane, which is so weird for me considering like before, a couple of years ago, before COVID, I hated airplanes because I would always get like air sick, motion sickness. But nowadays I love airplanes. I love traveling and I'm just so excited to see a lot of people because a lot of people I know live in New York and are working in New York. So yeah, that's pretty exciting. I know I've said that for the last three episodes, but honestly, that's what's getting me through this month <laughs> is the fact that I'll be able to go to New York at the end of this month. So yeah. Anyways, today's episode, I'm not going to lie, is a little bit spicy. I have had, how do I preface this? Okay, first of all, I am a person that really, really loves writing. Like I am just a person who loves writing when I, like that's why I love journaling so much. Like I think for me, the best way for me to express how I feel and what I want to say is through writing. And that seems kind of obvious, but for other people, that's not really the case. Like, for example, when I think about my boyfriend, like he's a really good person at just speaking right away. Whereas for me, if you get me to speak when I haven't really processed my thoughts and stuff yet, I cannot talk in full sentences because I don't know what I'm about to say. Ironic because I have a podcast, but for me, writing is really one of the best ways that I kind of unleash all that I have to say. And once I'm in the groove of writing, honestly, like there are things that come out from my subconscious that I don't even realize I was thinking before. And yeah, um, so for me, another thing in terms of like friendships and stuff like that, one of the best ways that I appreciate my gratitude is well I'm not I'm a words of affirmation girly so I love to write people letters I love to if I'm angry at them write down what I'm feeling like write a letter to them expressing to them why I'm upset and all that kind of stuff so for this week's episode it's called unspoken letters because I have written a bunch of letters to people in my life or who were in my life and Basically, it's just what has been unspoken. Um, it's things that I haven't been able to say. Maybe I want to say. I don't even know if I'd want to say this to all these people. 
now that I'm filming it and recording it and posting it, obviously it's going to go online for people to see. But for me, the act of writing these words out and like getting out what I still feel about these people and what they, what I've done to them, what they've done to me was a really big unloading feeling. Like it felt like there was a lot of weight taken off my shoulders because there are just so many things that I've been feeling and I was finally able to get rid of them. So obviously these letters are going to be anonymous um, because the point of this episode, I'm really scared that people I know in real life is going to listen and realize who it's about, but that's not really the purpose. Even if let's say you are my friend and you realize a letter is about XYZ person, it's not really about that fact. It's more so about what I learned from that relationship or friendship or whatever, what I've taken away, what I wish I could say, and like how I've grown from it. Because I think that's the most important part of friendships. And if people aren't in your life anymore, the most important thing to learn about is like, what did you learn in that situation, if that makes sense? So that's what I want to say. I'm obviously not going to unveil who these letters are to. These are, honestly, this is going to be a very personal episode, but after every single letter, I might share who it's about because there are some that are kind of obvious, but I want to kind of debrief about this person, talk about why I wrote the things that I did, and just debrief about the situation so that you guys can learn because I feel like with every person that I've written letters for today, it was a very different circumstance and I learned something very important about myself every single time. So yeah, I want to share all that because obviously I want you guys to learn too. And I've been getting feedback that my podcast is helpful. So I think personally that the most helpful way that the most, the best, I can't talk today. The best way that I can be helpful is just share my experiences and what I've learned so that You guys can obviously, if you ever go through that, kind of have like a guiding light if you need it. So when I'm reading the letters, I'm going to be looking at my computer because I wrote them all on my computer. So that's that. Uh, I can't memorize them. I'm not an actor. So let's start with the first one. Okay. I'm kind of nervous, not going to lie. Every day I wake up so grateful to be able to live a life where I am loved as much as you love me. I can only hope that everyone else on this world will get to experience the same thing I do. Living life with someone that supports me, challenges me, and teaches me has been one of the best opportunities ever. I feel like the fact that we're in a relationship and you're my partner is a miracle and a half. Life really afforded us a once in a lifetime opportunity and I hope to never let go of it. You've shown me what a real healthy relationship looks like. On social media, I often see unrealistic videos and images of relationships that just aren't sustainable in real life. But we've grown so much together and I'm happy with how much I have changed during our time together. I know you aren't really a words of affirmation girly and I could list an endless number of things that I admire about you. But the one thing I would like to say is how proud I am of you, of what you've done with your life and what you will continue to do. I feel like you are hard on yourself a lot, always thinking to the next goal and what you will achieve next. But I'm here to say, look back at where you came from. It is truly remarkable what you have done and how much you have grown, and it's only uphill from here. We're both in our hustle era right now, but soon it'll be a family era, a together era, a relaxing era, and I can't wait for that with you. 
I could say so much more, but honestly, I already see you every day, so I'll keep my letter at that. So this one, I'm not scared to reveal that this is for my boyfriend. Um, It was quite short considering what else I could say, but I think the biggest things that I have realized recently is the first thing is, you know, there's that cheesy quote that's like, I can't remember how it goes, but it's like, look at where you are right now. Like you 10 years ago would like only dream of being where you are right now. And that is something that I really only took into account and recently realized. I recently realized as I was thinking about it, I was like, oh my God, like I've been looking and dreaming of moving out for the last almost two years. I remember I made my PowerPoint when I first wanted to move out at the beginning of 2021. January 1st, 2021 was when I first asked my mom if I could move out. So I've been thinking about moving out since the beginning of 2021. And now it's almost the end of 2022. It's been almost two full years and I finally achieved it. But it took me a really long time to realize like, oh my God, I'm where I wanted to be two years ago. Because When I first moved out, I was honestly really stressed out about budgeting and all this kind of stuff. And I was kind of like, I don't know, but I kind of regret moving out because there's so much else that I have to think about right now. And and I was kind of taking for granted the fact that I could afford to live by myself and all this kind of stuff when and then when I finally realized like, no, like 2021 me would literally was literally dreaming and begging and manifesting to be able to move out and live on my own. And now I'm finally here. So I feel like if you're hard on yourself, like always, I think just putting things into perspective and being wary of where you have come from and where you are now really, really kind of humbles you and is like, wait, I should honestly just be grateful for where I am right now. That's kind of something I've been overarchingly trying to put into my life this month is this feeling of gratitude and this endless feeling of being like realizing where I came from so yeah that's kind of one thing (sighs) yeah another thing is one of the biggest things that I've learned in my relationship with my boyfriend is that relationships aren't perfect and I know that that is such a simple lesson but really like taking that into account is is so hard because I feel like right now with online dating, all of these apps and stuff, like it is so easy to move from one person to the next. I feel like when I was when I was single and on the dating apps, if some small thing occurred between me and a guy that I was talking to that wasn't the best, I'd be like, okay, no, next. I didn't even give them a second chance because I didn't want to. When in reality, in real relationships, I feel like, you're going to have to go through so much more with your partner. And it's it's really a test of if you can commit to all these different obstacles that you're going to have to go through with your partner. It's never you're against your partner or there's something that you're fighting against. But it's more so like, are you willing to commit to overcoming these hurdles with this person? And that is something that I realized. And so even though when things get hard and my boyfriend and I fight and all that, or get upset at each other, or we're like not happy, or something like that. I also I, I realize like no, like I've chosen this person to 
work with and collaborate with to build a life that we want to do together. And uh, it's it's not going to be as easy as one, two, three. Of course not. But I think that social media kind of gives us this false image. A lot of what I really don't like is those TikTok couple accounts. And I get it. They're they're honestly just showing their real life too. But I, I feel like they don't share the negative parts enough because now people are kind of expecting a relationship where your husband perfectly knows who you are, what you like, or will be a gentleman every single time. That's not true, right? Like that's not going to be for everyone. And it's not like that in real life. Like everyone has to go through something together. And that's the biggest lesson that I've learned in this current relationship is like, it's supposed to be hard. Relationships are not easy. You're melding two people together who didn't grow up together, didn't have the same upbringing and have different beliefs. And obviously there's going to be some conflict with that. So remembering that for me has been really important and uh, really good for our relationship. So yeah, that's the first letter to my boyfriend. Let's move on to the next. When I was a kid, I used to idolize you. I felt bad for you because of all the things that you had to go through, basically bringing up our family by yourself. So I thought that you could do no wrong because of all the ways life had wronged you. I would do everything I could to try and please you, make you happy, even if it meant doing things I didn't like and wearing myself out, because I saw you doing that and thought that that was what was normal and expected. But as I got older, I realized the way that I thought about you was not healthy. I ended up kind of resenting you because you would do things that I didn't like, but I still had the expectation of idolizing you, just like I did when I was a little girl. There were things I wanted you to stop doing, but I felt I couldn't because I was your daughter and that wasn't allowed. I resent that you didn't let me have my own space and way of life, that you passed down these toxic behaviors to me because that was all I knew growing up. I'm compassionate and know that you don't want to be left alone again and that those toxic behaviors were probably all that you knew growing up, but damn, I really hate those parts about you. It is selfish of you to not let me live my fullest life just because you are scared of being alone or because you are jealous of the way that I can live my life and you can't. That isn't my responsibility. Those aren't my responsibilities. It is also selfish of you to think that you know what is best for my life and for my career. To insert your unsolicited opinion into every single thing that I do. Just let me learn, for God's sake. Let me make the mistakes that I am meant to make and let me learn how to solve my own problems. I'm thankful that I have you to support me, but I have also learned that the best thing for us is space. And not a ton. I mean, I still live in the same city as you and we work together, but having my own space and time alone has really allowed me to think about what I want for my life without anyone else's opinion of what they think I should do butting into those decisions. Woo! Okay, the biggest theme for this letter was... The biggest, not theme, I guess I could say idea. The biggest idea for this letter is that growing up, we are all kind of brought into a certain way of thinking, whether that be because our parents think that way or teachers think that way. Like, obviously, we learn from people that we grow up with, the adults that are around our life. And so these thoughts that they have are kind of subconscious and get passed down to us. But... So I've, I've, I've kind of gone through my entire life with thoughts like that and 
just kind of accepting the way that things are without really considering if things could change or what that would look like. But I have realized this year that, you know, the things that, the, the way that things were doesn't mean that they have to be the, that will have to be the way they will be forever. Let me repeat that. The way that things were doesn't mean that that will have to be the way that things will be forever. So just because it was in the past doesn't mean it has to continue on to your future. It's, I'm kind of reminded of, it ends with us with Colleen Hoover. Just because something was a certain way doesn't mean you have to cycle through that forever and pass that down to your children. You can be the one to end the cycle and stop. One reason why I kind of really started considering that the things that I had been brought up to learn were wrong or not the best was when I was in my first relationship, which I will talk about a little bit later. I had realized, or actually, no, it wasn't even in my first relationship. It was after my first relationship, after I was single again and stuff like that. As I was reflecting and getting into my self-improvement era, I realized like a lot of things that I did were extremely toxic and not the best for a healthy relationship. And I didn't even know that because that was what I was brought up to like believe and that was what I was brought up to know I didn't know anything else so just because you were brought up to and raised with certain standards and morals doesn't mean that when you're an adult like that has to be the way that you live your life like you are autonomous and can choose what you want to prioritize in your life and what you want to think is important so yeah and I think another thing is in Asian families and standards we are always taught to idolize our elders and always respect them and by all means I think that is a great thing but where I think I draw the line now as an adult is if they are being, I don't know what the word is, if they are not respecting your boundaries either, or sorry, if they are not respecting your boundaries, that doesn't mean you have to tolerate that. That is a big thing that I've learned. I'm all for, we definitely, I am preaching for you to respect your elders, your parents, your grandparents, but it doesn't mean you have to tolerate when they are disrespectful to you. That's it. Uh, I have had many conversations now that I am moved out and a little bit older and, you know, I can set my own boundaries. I have nipped many conversations in the bud about if my parents comment on my career path, stuff like that, like what I want to do with my life. I just stop them right there. I don't even let them like continue their sentence. I'm like, I don't really want to talk about this right now. This isn't really a conversation that I want to have. And that is really, really hard because in some ways we can say that that is disrespectful to our elders, not letting them finish their sentence. But I am more for the side of also protecting your own boundaries, going through that verbal, like it's not abuse, but that verbal, like 
criticism all the time, especially if you still live at home, is not easy. And so you have to be able to set your own boundaries and tell people when enough is enough because at least for me in a Chinese immigrant household, it is really natural for us to get all up in everyone else's business. But that is not what is okay anymore for me. Like, I don't want people to invade on my life and comment on every single little thing that I do. That's just not something I will tolerate anymore. And that's something I make very clear. And yeah, and it might ruin or lessen your relationship with your parents but they also have to learn that first of all it's your life you're their kid but it's your life and you want to make the decisions for it and also we're kind of in a different way of life now and that's also really hard for us to understand like I'm sure when I have kids it's going to be different from now and my kids are going to be like that's not how things are done nowadays but I won't know because I was grown up in 2022 right like I wasn't grown up in 2042 or something like that I don't know so to be compassionate towards that too like you know the norms are a little bit different now and people have different priorities bring that up nicely don't be rude but also be clear with your boundaries and what you want to say so that is the second letter moving on the third letter is a little bit shorter From you, I learned boundaries and how much I need them in my life. Looking back at my life, I used to be someone who would do anything for others and not because I wanted to fit in. I felt like I had to because that was what you were supposed to do as a friend. But I realized that prioritizing myself and my boundaries is the key for me to live a happy life. This one's pretty simple. Idea is very straightforward. I used to have a lot of friends. Not that they would always impede on my boundaries it was that I didn't set them firm enough (laughs) like how can I expect people to respect my boundaries if I don't even make it clear what my boundaries are and I had an idea at the time of what I wanted my boundaries to be but I didn't know how to vocalize it how to put it into action and stuff like that and it's not easy you're not going to know how to do that uh every single time or like at the beginning of your life especially if we weren't brought up that way Um, my parents weren't the best at setting boundaries so I didn't really know how to set boundaries but through therapy I have learned and I have realized that you know boundaries really are key one example now or one example from before that I would never do now is For example, in high school, we were always very impulsive, especially when we first got our driver's license, like my entire age group. We were all like, oh my God, we can drive anywhere now, blah, blah, blah. Like, let's hang out every single day. And so there'd be a lot of impulsive hangouts, like, let's go here right now. And to be honest, like, there were times when I was already in bed getting ready to sleep. And then I would get the message like, oh my God, let's head out right now. Instead of being clear, like, no, I need to prioritize sleep today, I would do either of two things. One would be I wouldn't even respond to the message. Even though I have seen it, I would not open the message so that, you know, the little red notification is not there. And so I wouldn't have to deal with it. That's one way I would deal with things. Or the other thing is just I would end up going out, even though I really didn't want to. That was just what I ended up doing because I felt like I couldn't say no. So. 
both of those options are not very good. The first one, because you're never going to learn how to face saying no or being uncomfortable. Like being able to say no to people, especially your friends that you are close with, is really hard, especially if they are very excited about something and you aren't. But that doesn't mean you have to go with what they're going to do. And that doesn't mean you have to go with every single thing. Obviously, I don't think you should like avoid everything if you just don't want to go out. Like there are some sacrifices we have to make as a friend. But if it's constantly happening every single week, every single day, I don't know, then that's something that you'll have to work on. The second option with always saying yes obviously is not good because you don't get to prioritize your self-care time and the time that you spend alone, which now I need to say yes more because I honestly am not going out enough. So we'll work on that. (laughs) But yeah, one of the biggest things I've learned in my young adult life since graduating high school is setting boundaries because that was something I did not know how to do growing up and I just wasn't able to until I finally realized like, The only person that's not benefiting from if I don't set boundaries is me, which kind of sucks. So yeah. All right, on to the next one. I genuinely do hope that you're doing well. That moving away has given you what you wanted in life because I know that when we were friends, you weren't pleased with how life was going. I wonder if you still value your grades at school as much, but knowing how you were before, I wouldn't be surprised if you still do. Sometimes I miss the time that we were still friends. I miss the adrenaline of the impulsive decisions we would make together, the late night laughs and discussions we'd have. But I also know that being friends with you unleashed a lot of bad traits in myself that I'm glad I don't have anymore. At the time we were friends, my habit of comparing myself to others was at an all-time high, and you contributed to, to it too. Making it seem like academic validation and social comparison were the only metrics of success in this world. But now that I've graduated, we're not friends anymore, and I've had time to learn, I know that that's not the case, and I hope you learn that too. Academic validation only benefits those who are able-minded. Academic validation only benefits those who are able-minded and able-bodied enough and does not even include all the little quirks and characteristics that make all of us humans unique. And I think that's why I try to stress that to all my students that I teach. Because I've seen what can happen when academic validation is the ultimate decider of happiness. Sometimes I wonder what would have happened if we were still friends. Realistically, I think our friendship would have fizzled out after you moved away, but I wonder if I really would truly be happy. I didn't like the way that we gossiped about other people, making jokes at other people's expense, and taking advantage of them when they were weak. I truly am ashamed of those things, and I wish I could take them back, even if they were just things said in private. So while I'm sad that we're not friends anymore, I think it was for the best. And I'm wishing you the best. I would love to talk sometime again, but I know that the way things ended weren't the best and you aren't the type to message first. And that's on that. (sighs) Okay, so this letter, hmm. I think I've said most that I needed to say when I was writing the letter, but now that I've graduated, oh, I mean, I feel like a lot of these lessons are just like, now that I've graduated and I've come out of the school environment, I've learned a lot more about myself that I didn't realize before because school was taking up this entire part of my brain. But just know that if you're in school right now and maybe you feel like it's not for you and it's not the best thing you could be doing with your time, school isn't for everyone and school is not the 
way to success. There are so many different ways to success and success also looks different depending on what you want in life. So of course, school is not going to be the be all and end all. So just know that. I realize I've been chatting for quite a bit and I still have a number of letters that I want to go through. So let's keep going to the next one. Man, there are a lot of things that I've learned from you. Honestly, I know that we had a lot of good times together, but for some reason, my brain has blocked them out. But I'm still thankful my time with you happened because it led me to finding my current partner who healthily points out my toxic traits and helps me work on them. I was really toxic to you and I apologize for that. One thing that I regret is the fact that what you remember of me now is probably nothing like the person that I have become. But that is life, and I can't change the way you perceive me. Maybe you don't even think about me anymore, which is honestly fair. I hope your current relationship brings you the peace and happiness in your life that you deserve. The biggest lesson I've taken away from my time with you was learning to swallow my eagle and ex- eagle. The biggest lesson I've taken away from my time with you was learning to swallow my ego and accept the fact that I have a ton of toxic behaviors. I just didn't know it at the time because they were what I was raised with and I thought they were completely normal. But I've worked on them now. I can't say they've gone away forever, but it's incredibly difficult. I can't say they've gone away forever because it's incredibly difficult to wipe away behaviors you've practiced and observed for years. But I admit that I am not perfect and I have flaws and that I wasn't the best towards you. I think one of the main reasons I ended the relationship quite unhappily was because of my lack of communication, or more so, our lack of communication. It felt like, although we were partners, I wasn't able to speak honestly to you without being judged, brushed off, or antagonized. I'll tell you one example that has stuck with me ever since because it hurt that much. I remember in my first year of university, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I felt like studying was pointless and that there was nothing that piqued my interest enough to declare a major in. But I had an idea. I wanted to open a daycare, one that specialized in infants with special needs. And for once in that whole year, I had thought about a career path that actually sparked ambition and drive in me again. And I was so excited to tell you about this unique idea, hoping that I would be met with endless support. But no, you told me my dreams would not be achievable and that they weren't worth working towards. And I get it. We were raised differently and we have different interests. You are a man in STEM and you had the mindset that jobs in STEM were the only ones worth pursuing. But damn, not being met with support after such a tough semester was like walking into a huge wall and not being able to stand up again. But it's okay because I have learned to be my own cheerleader. I felt like during the time we were together, I was making a lot of decisions for you and your perception of me. When I finally learned how to make decisions for myself and for my own happiness, I felt and still feel so liberated and have never felt better. So thank you for what we went through. I'm thankful to have experienced it so that I could learn and become the person I am now. One day, I hope we stumble across each other at a coffee shop or something so that I can know how you're doing and we can finally interact healthily. But is something... But that is something that may come or may not. (sighs) Once you learn how to be your biggest cheerleader and you don't need to rely on the validation from others or validation from school or validation from your parents, 
it becomes the best feeling ever. And my cheerleadingness does teeter quite a bit. Uh, Some days I feel like I'm on top of the world and other days I feel like I don't know what I'm doing and that is completely normal. But the biggest takeaway is that you can't expect to rely on others around you and I know that sucks to hear like oh I will never be able to fully rely on my boyfriend to make me happy and stuff but that's like normal right we don't want to rely all our happiness onto this one person you need to be able to advocate for yourself cheerlead for yourself figure out what you want to do based on what you need in your life and that is this is all completely easier said than done but it is something that I have learned that has really really improved my life and just made me happy yeah now that I'm like kind of reading these letters and thinking about all the past memories that I've had and just like who I was before I've realized that I really have changed a lot in terms of my mental and it is really really nice to see And I think also one big thing is like being able to recognize that is a really big accomplishment as well. I feel like we're so cattled. Does that make sense? Like, you know, I feel like we're like herds of cattle, like being pushed into thinking that we always have to be hard on ourselves and we can't talk positively about ourselves and stuff like that. But it's like, if you don't do it, who will? And we all deserve like positive thoughts in our life, in our mind, in our brain. So why not do it for yourself? Let's speak together, okay? I want you to think about what you've done that has made you proud over the last week. Maybe it was cooking a new recipe at home. That was something I did too. Maybe it was working a little more efficiently at work. Maybe it was hmm, working out at least one time, going for a walk, wearing a cute outfit that you didn't think would go together but actually looks really good, doing your eyeliner a little bit more on fleek this week. There are so many little wins that we can celebrate and that I think we've been kind of pushed to be like, oh, that's whatever, like that's what's expected of us. But no, like let's take those moments and be happy for them give them the moment that they deserve because they do deserve a celebration as well and let's not forget that you know these kinds of things are not easy yeah so just I feel like when you're young it's also a lot easier to rely on high school partners and stuff to be happy and rely on them for validation but As you get older, that is something we want to steer clear of because obviously we want to live our own life and live a life that doesn't have to rely on someone else because as sad as it is, like the only person that you're going to have your entire life is you. So you're going to have to learn how to rely on yourself, whether that be to cook and clean and eat and make money and stuff like that. Or it's for the mental, like talking positively to yourself, working towards your goals, setting aside time for you to take care of yourself. These are all things that we have to learn how to do ourselves. And that's also a part of why adulting is so hard. Like no one talks about it, but we're expected to do so much and we're never really taught how to, which is not great. All right, let's move on to the next letter. Are you truly happy? You're one of the people that I think about, and I wonder whether the decisions you have made are really for yourself or for some other reason. 
And there's no judgment. I want people to live their best life. I don't care what you choose as long as you aren't hurting hurting others. But I do want all my friends to follow a life path that brings them joy and fulfillment. So does your path do that for you right now? I wish that you would be more vulnerable, just in general. And I know that's not my decision to make for others. If it was up to me, we'd all be sharing our greatest fears and childhood traumas right when we meet. But it seems like with you, I still have no idea who you are, even though we've been friends for almost a decade. And to me, that's kind of sad. All I can say is that you don't have to have your guard up all the time. There are people here to support the real you, whatever that might look like. It's not really my place to decide whether people are making the best decisions for their life or not, but it's also something that I'm just curious about. You know what I mean? Like when I see my friends living XYZ life and doing XYZ things, I do think about like, is this really what they're wanting to work towards? Like what they want from their life and stuff like that. And it might change. Of course, I know that for myself too. Like all the things that I want in my life change all the time. But it's just something that I'm curious about with all my friends is like, is what you're doing really what you want to be doing? Because sometimes they'll say one thing, but act a different way. So then I'm like, well, what do I believe? Your thoughts or your what you said or what you're doing? Because they don't really seem to align right now. So that's kind of just what I've been curious about with some friends and thinking about what they're really doing in their life, I guess. Okay. We are on to the last letter of today. And honestly, thank God, because I've been speaking for so long and been recording for so long. And I feel like I've spilled enough tea and I've said so much. So let's wrap up the last one. The last letter is to myself. Dear 15 year old me, I am proud of you for growing so much. It feels like there's stretch marks over my entire life. Although it feels like life has been putting you through the ringer, there's still so much you have yet to go through. And I know you're struggling to make sense of the fact that your parents are divorcing because it feels like no one else has gone through this. But just know that you're not as alone as you think. People are going through the exact same feelings as you are. They just might be pretty good at covering up those feelings when in public. Just know that it does get better and that you eventually end up achieving all the things that you can only dream about. Let me tell you about my life right now. I live by myself in a little apartment that gets lots of natural sunlight. It's in the same city you live in now because I know that you're a hometown girl, but just far away enough from home that you have your own personal time and space. You've become much more responsible with your hygiene and cleaning. I just say that because I know that honestly, that was not something that I enjoyed as a kid, which is kind of gross to admit. But hey, we're being real here. Living alone also means I get to cook for myself. And while I love grandma's cooking at home, nothing feels better than eating a meal you've cooked yourself. I still make YouTube videos and I even made a podcast. I knew you were scared of pursuing YouTube videos and making content because of what other people might think of you. But once you learn how to forget what others think of you, life gets so much better. I'm not as consistent with my YouTube videos as I'd like to be, but the feeling of documenting life and putting the clip together as little diaries feels so fulfilling, and I am so excited to have all these memories to look back on in another 10 years. I'm glad I never gave up on this passion, even if it meant a few weird looks or weird comments from others. You know what's even more crazy? 
people that you don't know actually come up to you and say that they've watched your videos and you end up meeting a lot more people who are supportive rather than judgmental. It's a great feeling. I know you don't know what you want to do when you grow up. And to be frank, I have no idea either, but I have learned to be okay with that fact. Life isn't meant to be a straight path. There are curves and forks and dead ends in our path, but the journey is what makes life worth it. Being able to grow and discover a little more about myself every day has been an amazing journey and I have loved every second of it. Right now I'm working at mom's company, something I didn't think that something I didn't think would ever happen growing up. I know you always said you would never work there, but honestly now that I have, I have learned a lot more about my parents and the way that they are. I've grown very compassionate towards the fact that they were always busy and I understand how their job works and functions on a day-to-day basis. Anyway, just know that life gets better. Your life is just about to begin. Heck, my life is just about to begin. But don't take for granted this amazing journey. I think that's a good note to end this podcast on. It has been a wild ride and just taking the time to reflect on what my life was like before, who I was surrounded with, what I wanted to do, and comparing that to right now is honestly such a weird feeling and it's like not real. It doesn't feel real at all. So yeah, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you learned something new. Hope you learned a little something that'll help you out. And I will talk to you next week in my new episode. Bye.